Welcome to Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week is the 4th of July here in the United States. So we're giving a list of the homeschool freedoms we're most thankful for. Before we start, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support of Smiling Homeschooler. They're one of our favorite math curriculums, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for their support. If you need more regular homeschooling encouragement, head on over to their website, homeschoolingtoday.com, and subscribe to their incredible magazine. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey, everybody. I don't know where you live, but it is hot here in northern Indiana. Uh, We had a little bit of rain this morning. Hopefully, it'll rain again tonight um, because we've needed it. But it is hot and humid. But the good news is Ben has a new air conditioner in his house and it i uh his mom and i walked over there uh this evening and it felt nice in your house yep yeah i mean so for the last like six years we've just had window air conditioners in our bedrooms and a big floor one downstairs which could get it to like 74 ish on a hot day maybe not even quite that so it could take some edge off but it never got it down super low so uh, I bought and then installed some mini split air conditioners and they've made a huge difference. I'm like, man, does everyone else realize how nice air conditioning is? Yes, <laughs> so it is I'm the mark now of a believer. Civilization. Yeah. So it is it's nice. pretty wonderful. Even though my dad, my dad, Ben's granddad always said air conditioning makes you soft. Yeah, and he even kind of convinced right. me of that growing up. I mean, I just thought air conditioning was evil somehow that it was just like, you know, I, I was my wife and I, we were out at um, dinner tonight and we were outside and it was just hot. And uh, and I'm like, remember in the old days when people didn't have air conditioning and you just basically found a, a cool spot under a tree in the evening and hope that you could make it through with a bunch <laughs> of fans at night. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, I, I think of that with the Amish because we live in an area with a lot of Amish people. They don't even have fans, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you just, you know, strip down to something and take the throw the blankets off and you just lay there in your own sweat and just try to breathe slowly and uh, try to be cool and fall asleep as quickly as possible so you won't be aware of your misery. And hope you die young. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, yeah, class and the RV that was many times. But, yeah, we had a good 4th of July at the lake and outdoors and with family and it was got a lot of sun and uh everyone is scorched but you know it was really really good so hopefully everyone else out there had a great fourth of july wherever you're located um but uh yeah i think it was good it was it felt normal i feel like the last couple years i don't know if you guys were traveling or something but i feel like we hadn't had just a normal fourth of july in a couple years so it was really nice we have been gone in a couple family camps i think Right in that Fourth of July uh, time, and uh, it was nice to be at a Fourth of July uh, since we haven't been there in a while. So it was nice, even though, like Ben said, uh, you know, if you're exhausted at the end of, uh, by the time Fourth of July weekend's over, means you had a good one. Yeah. So we yeah. were tired. We were tired. Yeah. Last night we had Rissa's family over, and everyone was just like, Kyle, her brother was asleep on the couch. Like everyone else was like zoning out because everyone was just so exhausted, but it was, it was good, uh, which it made us, uh, this is actually the inspiration for our topic, which I think we've probably talked about before, you know, unfortunately after years of doing this, you, you kind of have some of the same themes overall, but, 
Um, you know, 4th of July is a time where obviously we celebrate the independence of our country. But um, one of the things that was not always the case, well, it started out the case and then now it's not, you know, then it became not the case for a while was the freedom to homeschool. And so I thought we'd kind of talk more in depth on that and just uh, that amazing gift and um, ability that we have now uh, to homeschool. Um, but do you have any initial thoughts or do you, you know, anywhere you want to go with this uh, or do you want to just kind of, you know, see where it takes us? <laughs> do I, this is a well calculated machine that we have. Here. Oh, yeah. We don't just randomly talk about stuff. Um, so I thought we'd talk kind of like the freedom to dot, 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 you know, kind of like the freedom to host homeschool. Maybe that's the uh, overarching everything else. And then within that, Maybe we could talk just a few minutes about some other things uh, within that. But, uh, you know, we do have the freedom to homeschool. And as as hard as our country is right now and going through some hard times, we have a freedom that some countries don't get to experience, um, you know, that it's tough. Your homeschooling choice, your schooling choices are very limited. And if you, you know, as in the as in the past, if you choose to homeschool, is not an easy path. So, you know, I think we should be super, super thankful um, that we have that freedom to homeschool our children. And within that, I think there's a lot of freedoms, you know, a freedom within within that, you know, like I, and I, maybe, maybe I'll mention a few, Ben, and we can just go from there. Um, but, you know, I was even thinking of like this summer, you know, that we have the freedom to take a break. Um, we have the freedom or you as moms, you have the freedom to goof off and not accomplish anything. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of homeschooling moms out there who feel like they even have to turn summer into learning. Or I know my wife, she didn't feel good today. And so she didn't, you know, get a lot accomplished. And for some reason, she feels guilty for that. And I don't understand that even in the slightest. But mom, you have the freedom to just sit around in the sun if you want to. You have the freedom to sit by the pool. You have the freedom not to do jobs around the house that you've been putting off for the whole summer, or you just have the freedom to do whatever you want and and not feel guilty. Would you say, I don't know if, if Rissa ever feels that way, Ben, um, but uh, you know, yeah. you know your mom. So I mean, she, you know she feels yeah. that way. I mean, I feel that way more than Rissa probably does uh, to some extent. I mean, she definitely feels like there's a ton to do, and until she gets it done, it is hard for her to relax. But she, you know, she doesn't mind on sometimes doing it. But uh, I mean, it's definitely a fight, and that is honestly sometimes why I think it's really nice to be able to go somewhere on a weekend or something like that because it, it can just feel like there's always something to do at home. Uh, and if you don't have that freedom, uh, to if you don't feel that freedom at least to do that, then there's there, you're never going to have it because there's just always something. I mean, you'll always be able to find something that could be done. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, maybe not self-inflicted, but is things that creep up and feel like they're more important than some of the other stuff, which is not necessarily true. So um, definitely a struggle. I think everyone feels to some extent, but um, I think one of the freedoms that I think is, is an amazing thing is that the freedom to be the primary influence in your child's lives for a long, you know, for a decent period of time. 
you know, obviously there's the, you get to teach them what you want to teach them, which is huge, but you also just get to be an example. You get to remove some of that, um, you know, that pressure from other kids, you know, not that they won't have friends and stuff like that. And then obviously that will all be there, but it won't be all consuming or at least a huge portion of their life. You know, you get to influence even the things they're into. And I, I love that. Like, I love when, you know, sometimes people almost say it kind of like, apologetically or kind of like, Oh, you know, my dad loved baseball. So I love baseball. But I think that's so cool. Like, I love it when you hear about, you know, a dad who was super obsessed with, or not, not maybe obsessed, but you know, super into something and you know, their kid does it with them or a mom, you know, loves gardening or whatever, or loves, you know, fill in the blank and the kids do it too. And I, I just think it's so cool that, um, when homeschooling, you get to literally be influencing and, uh, interacting and, and impacting your children all day long, every day. When a lot of parents, that's literally a couple hours a day, maybe. Um, and I think that's such a cool freedom to have, um, by extension of being able well, to homeschool. Well, I think too, you know, even along with that, maybe, you know, the freedom to, uh, teach what you want or the freedom to not teach what you think is not necessarily necessary. Um, in fact, I'm thinking about maybe writing an article on this next thought um, because uh, we, we've had this conversation. I've heard this phrase used lots and I've heard moms say this and I just read it recently. It said, um, and here's the phrase. The phrase is, no, you won't ever use it, but you have to learn it anyway. And every time I hear that or read that, I think, why? why would we ever feel like we have to teach something that we know our kids will never use anyway now i've heard lots of moms who will give this flimsy argument well it's all part of learning sometimes we have to learn things so our minds can learn other things that are not unrelated to that that's not a good answer to me and i think moms you have the freedom to teach whatever you want you know, and if you're already beginning to say those kind of phrases like, well, I don't know why you have to learn it and no, you'll never use it, but you have to learn it anyway. I would like to challenge you that maybe you can use the freedom just not to teach it. Um, because as we've said, I don't know how many times God made you smart enough to figure all this out, to know what your kids need to know. Uh, so if you don't think they need to, then you have the freedom not to teach it even if it has been taught for a really long time. Um, I know I feel that way sometimes with handwriting. Um, you know, kids don't have to hand write anymore. Adults barely have to write anymore. Uh, you should be able to sign your name so it doesn't look painful when they sign their name. Um, but, you know, who cares if you can make a capital Q in cursive um, or other things or a certain level of math or certain things of history or whatever, you have the freedom to not teach what you don't want to teach. Yeah, no, I mean, that is huge, obviously. <laughs> I think that's the maybe, other than I think one of the other ones we might mention, but is one of the top reasons and 
I mean, it can literally change everything. Uh, uh, Jen here in the chat said, it took me a long time to let go of the self-imposed schedule at Mirrored Public School, but once I gave myself permission to loosen up, we all became a lot happier. And if you start mm. doing these things that Dad just said, that is what will help you smile, is if you feel that freedom to just choose what you want to teach and choose what you think is best. And one of the ones I wrote down kind of in, in conjunction with that is freedom to know your child, meaning you know your child the best, you get to decide, not the school or not the teacher who has 50 other kids or 30 other kids or whatever it is. Um, you know, you get to you get to do what you think is best. I mean, that is core to everything. And if we're talking the 4th of July, that's been core to America forever is, you know, you get to be the parents. And a lot of people are trying to take that away. They don't think you know best, you know, but you do. And that is a freedom that not only is it um, – you know, currently government, you know, recognizes that, but it is, it is best for your child as well. So I think that's a well, huge you, thing. And, you know, Ben, I kind of get it when like, say you live in a super restrictive state and they say you have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, you know, the vast majority of our country has said, you know, you don't have to do it that way. You can figure whatever you want to count as school, you get to count that. And to me, and I probably shared this before, it reminds me of seagulls. Um, uh, you know, I love seagulls. I love the sound they make when we're at the ocean. I love when I hear one. It's just that, Rah! you know, they have a kind of a broken call. It sounds so good. Um, it just feels like the ocean and that can smell the ocean and all that. And I see them at lakes sometimes. But the place that I also see them is at Walmart parking lots. And uh, you know, usually they're out in the in the parking lot or they're sitting on top of the light post. And I always wondered, why do seagulls congregate in parking lots? Um, and so I looked it up because I had a theory and I wanted to see if anybody had my theory. Um, everybody else's theory was, oh, parking lots are where fr- petrified French fries are and where, you know, fast food restaurants are connected. And that might be it. But here's my theory. My theory is that from the air, those big bodies, those big parking lots look like lakes. They look like oceans. You know, they look like large bodies of water. And I did find one or two people who would agree with me. But here's my thing. You know, it always feels sad to me that these seagulls that were made for the ocean to float on the breeze and to, you know, dip their heads in the water and pick out that they've settled for the hard packed pavement of an asphalt parking lot. I feel like sometimes we as homeschoolers do the very same thing, homeschooling moms. You've been made for the sea, you've been made for freedom and you settle for hard packed pavement. You know, you settle for, not that anybody's putting these restrictions on you, but you, you allow them to and then you are like, okay, this is what we're going to make school look like when it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I want to scream to you like the seagulls. You were made for freedom. You were made to sail. You were made for the sea. Um, and and so, uh, you know, it reminds me uh, when I see those seagulls that we were made for more. I think that's been proven so much over the last couple of years is people will do things, even if it's not necessarily required anymore, just because of the, that's the way other people are doing it. That's the way things are done. And I always think that's just so, so, so sad, you know, is, is people will just live a certain way, even if they know it's not necessarily right, or they don't want to do that just because they think 
that's what they have to do. And then as soon as one person often will do something different, everyone will change over, you know? So that's where honestly the impact that you as a smiling homeschooler by not doing what everyone else does when it comes to trying to make it look like the public school, trying to do it, you know, uh, get every day done, whatever, you could actually impact other homeschoolers around you and make them feel like they have the freedom to not do that as well. Because sometimes it does just take someone to actually not do it and people realize, oh yeah, I could do that. And that, 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 that does look a lot better or a lot, um, you know, uh, just healthier in general, I think. So um, actually real quick here, let's do a quick ad and then we'll do a couple more here. Uh, before we continue, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Um, hopefully you're enjoying summer. Again, we don't really want you to think about, you know, homeschooling much or anything like that. But when it does come time to start again in a couple months or a few months, um, we would encourage you to check out Teaching Textbooks if you haven't already. Um, they have family plans, so if you have a bunch of kids, you can you can do that. Uh, they work on any device that has an internet browser, so it's really portable, really easy to use pretty much anywhere. And it's very, uh, your kid can be pretty independent. So if you've just got so much going on, you need you know them to be able to learn math and not just take up every second, then uh, definitely go check them out. Uh, teachingtextbooks.com, they have a free trial and a demo over there, and we appreciate their support well and also uh as i mentioned last week um we're thrilled to have uh homeschooling today magazine uh, be a part of this as well um and as i mentioned last week uh, i've been thumbing through their latest magazine it's sitting in the reading room or the bathroom and uh it is an amazing resource um and i just you know want to think i want to say why haven't you subscribed to this magazine yet um, you know, they have the same mission that we have uh, at the Smiling Homeschooler. They want parents to understand that homeschooling isn't a, isn't a formula, it's relationship. Um, they want parents to, to think outside the box. Parents who aren't afraid to choose what their kids need to learn, what they need to learn. They want to encourage you to be bold. Um, in fact, not only can you subscribe at their for their magazine at homeschoolingtoday.com, um, but you can also get the free digital download. And what's really cool about that is that they have a few articles that are read by the authors. So as I've written uh, an article for this month's edition, uh, you can click on it and you can hear me reading it. Read it. Connie Albers, she has a great article that you can listen to her read it. Um, they have a lot of interactive things. Again, they have some great resources for the seasons. They have something for summer that has ideas and books you can read and um, some great activities for all the, the four different seasons. So you should check that out. Subscribe to Homeschooling Today magazine and um, I'm guarantee guaranteeing you it'll help you smile. All right. Um, one thing I thought was I wanted I thought was interesting. I was looking a little bit into countries that in homeschooling um, and and this is more on the actual freedom to homeschool. Uh, but really, there aren't a ton of countries that are as free as U.S. Probably the U.S. is the most other than maybe some countries that just don't even like really keep track. You know, I mean, some of the African countries are kind of like an unknown status in terms of, you know, you just kind of do what you do. But um, I mean, we are very blessed to be in a country that is extremely lax for not lax. Um, 
open and free for most states. There are some states that are pretty restrictive, but even those are less so than a lot of the country or the world. A lot of the world is, it looks like is, you know, you have to be checked in on. They do door to door visits sometimes, you know, countries like Germany, it's straight up just banned. Um, you know, like Brazil, it's not allowed except in very few exceptions. A lot of countries it is, um, it might be allowed barely, but there's like hundreds or maybe a thousand kids in the entire country that do it. You know, here we have millions of homeschoolers. Now, a lot of this has probably changed because of COVID, you know, that became kind of a globally acceptable thing. But, you know, a lot of countries mm-hmm. do not like it and do not allow it um, to the extent that we do. So it is a super amazing thing. And, you know, it, it's something that it took a lot of people working really hard to make that happen. So I'm um, just very thankful for that in general. But um, that was just kind of a side yeah. note. But did you have anything else on your list? Oh, that's okay. I did. I had maybe my my last one um, was, and I know this may be sound uh, counterintuitive or maybe very not very very acceptable as countercultural, but I think that we have the freedom to fail, the freedom to struggle, the freedom to be normal and to be average, um, because I think sometimes there's so much pressure put on parents to be above that. Um, I was talking to your mom, you know, at dinner time, and we were just talking about how, um, you know, I, I, I'm just about like this close to uh, staying off all social media and all, uh, well, I was gonna say on all Facebook, but I think that is social media. Um, because, you know, it really just does something on the inside of a person that d- is not good. Whether you watch other people you don't know having a fun time or having successful children or successful lives, and it makes you feel a little not that way. And I just think even as I sometimes look at homeschooling resources, um, they make it sound like it's so easy to get above the fray, you know, to, you know, so you don't struggle, so you don't have any failure. And I think, you know, maybe it's okay. Maybe we have the freedom just to be normal, just to be okay. Maybe our kids don't have to be nuclear biologists by the time they're third, third grade. You know, maybe it's okay if they're, they learn, they read, but maybe they're not great readers. You know, maybe they don't like reading and maybe that's okay. Maybe they don't have to own a business. Maybe they don't have to be a state senator or a U.S. senator or a congressman or something like that. And maybe, just maybe, it's okay if I don't love homeschooling. And I just, but I know it's important. I just struggle through with it and I have the freedom to be that. And I just wonder if, uh, cause you know, I know people who spend their whole lives trying to be better and, they're, and they never get there. And some would say, yeah, but you don't wanna just, you know, fall into that, that trap of mediocrity mediocrity and i'm like what's wrong with being in the media middle that's okay you know and i think all that to say you have the freedom to be your family you know you don't have to be our family and i don't have to be your family um i don't have to my kids don't have to play musical instruments or be really good at something that my wife and i were just watching the um king richard movie of not the king richard but the venus and serena 
Williams, the tennis players, you know, and my wife's watching this whole thing. And the dad is super intentional. Like, this is what we do every day. We, you know, we have you, have you filled out your plan for tomorrow? You know, and I know she's thinking I'm married to a loser. <laughs> you know, uh, Well, you do a little Wikipedia search and it's not all rosy for old King Richard. But, you know, I think sometimes we think that if we could be like them and I'm like, I don't, I have the freedom to not be like them. I can just be me because if I try to be like him or them, I'm always going to fail. And moms, if you try to be like me or someone else, you're going to fail as well. And really one of the reasons we've done this homeschool personality test um, is that we want you to be okay with who you are and to be able to have the freedom to be a falcon, the freedom to be an owl, the freedom to be a sandpiper, the freedom to be a swan and to enjoy that and to smile and to homeschool um, with a smile on your face. Where do you think that was the end? I'm good with wherever. It doesn't have to be the end. Did I have that ending sound? Yeah, I did have a very like, you know, uh, Scott Moore said, I have the freedom to be a loser. So, you know, that's that's true. He gets it. Um, No, I mean, I think uh, that's most of the ones I had. I mean, I think maybe one other one was, I think, freedom for kids to be friends with each other, you know, with your, your siblings to be their best friends, maybe even, you know, a lot of times that's something that, um, I've been struck by not even indoctrinated into believing, but just from anecdotal, like talking to people. And I think it's pretty rare to be really close with siblings as higher percentage of, of homeschoolers that I see, you know? So like, um, when you're in different grades, you've got different friends groups, you've got different activities. You just don't cross over as much, uh, you know, during the week, um, as you do when you homeschool, you're all together all the time. And I think that's such an awesome gift. And down the road, I think that just pays dividends, especially as you get uh, older and grown. I think that's just a blast. And, you know, obviously there's tons of people who are great friends with their, with their siblings, but I'm just so, so thankful for that as something that, um, I had the freedom to just be around my siblings all the time. And, uh, it's, it's something that, I love even today. So very thankful for that. Um, and I mean, the real big one of everything else, and this is a cliche and obvious, you know, but it's just the the ability to teach your children uh, to be Christ followers every day. I mean, not that that's your, your only thing you're talking about, but that's the only thing that really truly matters. You know, when dad was talking about all the other, you know, success or be normal. I mean, the amount of times that, you know, Jesus actually talks about, you know, going out and being rich, famous or successful is very none. So, I mean, it's all, it's always about following him and, you know, and telling others. And, um, I mean, you get the ability to do that as a mom and a homeschooling mom, you're doing that every day. And, and that's something that is such an incredible gift. And, you know, someone here in the chat mentioned, oh, I think the reason in other countries that they, they don't do homeschooling as much is because they've got better public schools. Honestly, I mean, that may be true, but I think it's genuinely, I think governments are afraid of homeschooling in some extent because I don't think they think parents should have the ability to truly get to tell them I mean, teach their children what's right and wrong, what's, you know, what is true. And that's really scary, especially if you're trying to create, you know, a certain order or certain, uh, you know, exert a lot of control. You look at all the most controlling countries in the world and they don't allow homeschooling. And I don't think that's because they have the best homeschooling uh, public schools. I think it's because they want to be able to teach their children what is true. 
And as a homeschooler, you know, our country is not built on that idea. And as homeschoolers, we don't have to do that. And I think that's incredibly valuable. And again, for eternal reasons, not just for earthly reasons. Um, but that's the last thing I had on my list. So how about now you wrap up? <laughs> I already used, I already used my last closing remark voice. So oh, I don't even have one. Well, so, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. I think we wanted to do one more, um, personality episode you wanted to, I think you wanted to do kind of wrap yeah, up. Yeah, We might save that one. Maybe we'll okay. save it and kind of, well, we're going to revisit this personality thing, uh, lots of times. So we'll, we'll maybe look at it again as we get a little closer to school time, but I'm not thinking school right now. So, I mean, I, even though I did see my first back to school special and I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I felt like calling the police. They do it literally <laughs> like three weeks after the, the end, know, uh, the end of it. It's just insane. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's so mom, like the don't think about it. Don't think about school. Don't think about anything. You know, don't think about, just be thankful. Be thankful that you get to do this homeschooling thing again. Um, you know, because it is a good thing and it is worth it. Um, so have a great week. Stay cool. Do some fun summer things. Don't worry about accomplishing anything. Just enjoy your kids and let them be bored and figure it out on their own. And of course, don't forget to smile. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Smiling Homeschooler. If you would like more homeschooling encouragement, head on over to our store at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Also, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out our free trial of their amazing math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.